Hello, everyone. Welcome to Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast this week. This is our typical Monday episode. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. On Mondays, I choose a topic, I research it, I write up a little outline, I kind of form my opinions about it, whatever, and then I present it to you. So it's an educational podcast where hopefully we can learn a ton together. So usually the topics surround like faith, politics, or history. Those are like really my big three pillars, but sometimes I do branch out and today I branched out into the Farmer's Almanac. I don't remember why I actually ended up talking about this this week, but I definitely just turned to my husband and was like, oh, I need to do that as a podcast episode because I have never understood how Farmer's Almanacs work or the Farmer's Almanac. I've never understood how there are these weather predictions that people really, really trust that are printed way in advance. Like my local weather people love them and they're great. However, I feel like Colorado and maybe a lot of other states, but I've only lived in Colorado really. So I feel like here it's, we're just infamous for having these weather predictions and then they're not accurate at all. Just only a couple days in advance. So they'll predict a snow day. They'll be like, it's going to be two feet of snow. And we get all excited, you know, during school, we would like do all of our snow day, nighttime rituals. I would like flush an ice cube and sleep with a spoon under my pillow and sleep with my uh, pajamas inside out. But inside I was like, they already forecasted two feet. We're definitely going to have a snow day. And then you would wake up and look outside and there's like a quarter of an inch of snow. And they were so far off (laughs) with the weather predictions, but it was only like a couple days in advance. So when I figured out what a farmer's almanac was and it was printed so far in advance, which at the time I didn't know how far in advance, but I just knew it was printed and dispersed. So it must have been a while ago when that happened and, and people were trusting the weather report from that. I was like, how does this work? I have never known. And... It took me a few years to actually get around to going and researching about how they do this, but that's what we're going to dive into today. It's very, very interesting stuff, and I'm excited to tell you all about it. So let's get into how the Farmer's Almanac works. Okay, so let's first talk about how I know about the Farmer's Almanac, my exposure to it, and what I knew before going into this. So, like I said, I've seen a lot of weather predictions that are short-term that have been way off, and I've seen people that trust the Farmer's Almanac. So, we have visited my grandparents out on this cabin in Washington, you know, for a long time, since I was a kid. And I used to see a Farmer's Almanac on the table because if we're looking at high tides or you know when the tides will come in or out or whatever if it's a good fishing day i have seen a farmer's almanac before i've seen people look up information about fishing or um i haven't seen people look up farming i guess because we're not really around farmers but i assumed that they have stuff for farming as well but like tides and fishing is really what I've seen it be used for and just general weather predictions like okay 
this winter they said it's going to be a tough winter and then it was you know or like I've seen multiple times if someone goes oh yeah it's going to be a mild winter it's a mild winter it seems accurate to what um it usually happens it seems so it was it's odd to me <laughs> that these um short-term weather like forecasts are not really trusted but the farmer's almanac is and they get kind of specific like you're gonna have a um, blizzard during this week but but it's gonna clear up by this week you know it's some of them are actually pretty accurate or um, specific to like weeks and days and stuff so I just it was so crazy to me that something was published and you could trust it even though it was from a long time ago basically so um, I knew that it existed I never knew why that's pretty much all I knew before going into it I thought it was just tides and farming and fishing that's it so let's go over what the farmer's almanac actually is so the farmer's almanac is a publication you can just go on farmersalmanac.com and it was founded in 1818 that's when the publication first started printing and they on their website it's claimed to be the most timeless trusted and treasured source for long-range weather predictions humor fun facts and valuable advice on gardening fishing conservation and more so there's two versions that fall under the same umbrella there's the american farmer's almanac and then there's the canadian version of the same thing that they publish and so it's just more specific to your region because if you're on the american farmer's almanac and you break it up by like weather regions um you'll see the americas instead so if you're in canada you just go to the canadian version so let's start with the definition of an almanac just because i actually didn't really know this but an almanac is an annual calendar containing important dates and statistical information such as astronomical data and tide tables so um in this website says in america's oldest days publishers of almanacs were held in great esteem for their knowledge and often carried the title of philom so a philom is short for the term philomath which is a greek word that means the lover of learning so it was a lot of people who were kind of curious i guess and would track all these calendars and dates and statistics and then publish it in one place to teach everyone else so tide tables and they would put their calendar together and those people often use philom after their name so like as a doctor puts md after their name philom is like an almanac publisher so ben franklin carried the philom title when he published under silence do good so a silence do good philom and then also the founding editor of the farmer's almanac also carried that term and then it died out for a little bit a little while but the current um farmer's almanac editor peter geiger renewed the tradition and he uses that term film and then conferred it to the managing editor sandy duncan and if you want to go reference all this information it's just on the um, farmer's almanac website now one thing to note there's a website called farmer's almanac and then there's one called the old farmer's almanac it's technically two different publications and I'm not exactly sure how they add up or like which one's more accurate. I think they're both very similar, but I did the Farmer's Almanac, just the regular Farmer's Almanac, not the old Farmer's Almanac, because it was founded so early and it seems to be pretty trusted. So 
Um, let's talk about a little bit about how they do these predictions. So they're famous for their long range weather predictions, as I mentioned. Now, I was wondering how long in advance they do these. And the answer is two years. So that is incredible to me. <laughs> like Again, they're very accurate for being made two years in advance. Now on their website also, there is a paragraph that talks about who is actually making these traditions. And they mentioned this person named Caleb Weatherby. So my first thought was like, okay, wow, there's one guy, Caleb Weatherby, who uses this very top secret formula. And we'll talk about what goes into the formula, but he's just the one guy um, going through and calculating all this and making this publication run essentially and I was like what happens if Caleb Weatherby gets hit by a bus you know that that whole that whole thing where you're like if I got hit by a bus tomorrow like someone needs to replace me in my job so I was like well there must be multiple people and I was confused because if it's founded in 1818 they said it like Caleb Weatherby has always been making these predictions turns out Caleb Weatherby is actually a pseudonym for any of the weather forecasters past or present within the farmer's almanac so there's this formula that one or a group presumably a group of weather forecasters will run through for all these different regions and things and they will get the results for the two-year long-term prediction so um it says the formula is extremely top secret it's like the whole reason why they're famous so i understand why it would be completely a top secret like well-kept secret but it's a mathematical and astronomical formula they take into account many different considerations but some of them include like tidal act tidal action sunspot activity the position of the planets um and they said there's a lot of other considerations as well but it's a very very complicated thing that they run all of this data through and that's how they get their weather predictions. Now, people who have followed this for a very, very long time say that their weather predictions are 80 to 85% accurate, which is incredible. I think that's really very accurate. Um, so that guy or group of people, Caleb Weatherby, that they say like his identity or their identity is just as top secret as the uh, formula itself. So no one knows the true identity of who is actually making these weather forecasts because I would assume that there's one person under the pseudonym Caleb Weatherby, but at any point he has to have someone else who knows the formula and stuff in case like he, something happens to him or he wants to retire or something like that. So I'm assuming there's multiple people that know the formula and maybe one is actually the pseudonym of Caleb Weatherby or whatever they put out as a group is under that pseudonym. But that I just thought that was so cool. The thought of being the Caleb Weatherby and your whole life is like this top secret mission. No one knows your true identity, but really instead of being like a spy or something, you are the weather forecaster for the farmer's almanac. I just think that, I think that might be my dream job. I think it's it would be so cool to know the formula and stuff and ugh, I just think it would be great. So um, let's talk about what they actually predict because it's not just weather. They cover actually a surprisingly big like swath of topics. 
So on their website, there are categories for weather, calendars, gardening, fishing, home and living, astronomy, holidays, and folklore. So each, uh, each different category has some different uh, things in it. They, like I mentioned in the beginning, they do like tips and fun facts, but also some calendars and advice for things. Now, some of it gets me in a little bit of, uh, it, it triggers some skepticism with the whole astrology thing. And I'll tell you about that when we get to the calendars section. But for right now, let's go and, and see what they're actually predicting for my area in weather because I really want to see if this is true and it's coming up here soon. So I looked at the current weather prediction for Colorado and they do it by region. It's not by state. They do it by like, I think we fell into North Central US. And so right now they're predicting heavy snow from December 1st through 3rd and a mild Christmas. Then they also said for the rest of the winter that there's a possible blizzard in January and then to expect milder weather in February. So that seems promising. I would like some snow in December. <laughs> um, and then a blizzard in January sounds very interesting. So we'll see. I will be making sure to take note on December 1st through 3rd if a blizzard actually happened and report back to you <laughs> on the podcast. So um, okay, now the calendars one sketched me out a little. So there's some ones that I enjoy. There's daily planning calendars, planting calendars, fishing calendars, moon phases, and zodiac calendars. So zodiac is obviously the one that's kind of odd, but it doesn't have to be odd. Like, um, how do I explain this? So the calendar says which, uh, which zodiac sign you're in during that part of the year, basically. So I think it really also has to do kind of with not moon phases, but basically just seasons of the year, you know? So if we're going into December, I'm a Sagittarius, I think. And so they would just say like, okay, this is the day that the zodiac sign switches. So I guess if you're into astrology, that can be useful. Otherwise, it's just like the position of the earth compared to the sun and compared to the stars. So it doesn't, I guess it doesn't have to be that weird unless you're like looking to it to be like, okay, good. We're in the Sagittarius house or whatever. And then, um, this is my future. You know, that's where it gets sketchy, I think. Now, but this is weird. There's also something called a best days calendar. And this is odd. The best days calendar really struck me as astrology because it says, according to Farmer's Almanac tradition, when the moon is in the appropriate phase and place in the zodiac, it is widely believed that activities will be more fruitful or lead to improved results. The period between the new and full moon, first and second quarters, is considered as the best time to perform tasks that require strength, fertility, and growth. The period between the full and new moon, third and fourth quarters, is best for harvesting, slowing growth, um, etc. Consideration is also given for the relationship the moon has with the 12 ruling signs of the zodiac. So that's where it gets very odd. This is more like, okay, what? I'm going to look for the stars and see what I should be, what um, tasks I should be performing today, which I don't like. But... I looked up what November 22nd is. It's the best day to brew beer, can fruits and vegetables, mow to slow growth, and go hunting. 
I do not plan to do any of these things on November 22nd when this comes out. Um, so I guess if you're brewing beer, good luck to you because it's one of the better days to do that, I guess. Um, okay, so then they have a gardening section which tells you frost dates, uh, planting again by the moon, which things like tides with the moon, obviously, because that's predicted by the moon, makes sense to me. Gardening by the moon... I don't know, maybe that has some scientific principle about it, but some of these really dip their toe into, like, uh, astrology. But then there's a lot of gardening tips for, like, planting tips and um, getting seeds, and there's just pages and pages and pages of instructions about how to garden and plant crops, which makes sense because it's called the Farmer's Almanac. So um, they also have fishing tips, again, tidal uh, times and things like that. Home and living, they have fun tips and recipes and, um, you know, all these fun facts about home and living. And then they have astronomy, holidays, and folklore. Now, I want to <laughs> touch on the folklore because it's funny. So, on the folklore page, you have to be, I think, subscribed. There's like a paid version where you can get all access to all things on the Farmer's Almanac website. But you can see a certain amount of things if you're not a paying customer. So I looked in the archives and I was able to see October's weather folklore sayings. Now, when I think of folklore sayings, I think red sky in the morning, sailors take warning, red sky at night, sailors delight. Like very catchy, rhyming things that tell you something about how weather patterns usually go. Well... This is a collection of ones that apply to October. However, rhyming is not a prerequisite. Like I was going down ready to adopt some new catchy rhymes about October weather. And some of these, it just caught me off guard because most of them do not rhyme. And the one that does rhyme, I don't understand at all. So let me read some of these. One of them says, when it freezes and snows in October, January will bring mild weather. If it is thundering and heat lightning, the winter will resemble April in temper. So, doesn't exactly roll off your tongue. Uh, okay, this is the one that rhymes. And DM me or um, email me if anyone knows what this means. A good October and a good blast, so blow the hog acorn and the mast. Mast is a ship term um yeah i don't i don't know what that means okay let's move on so warm october cold february that's one which i think our october was pretty mild i wouldn't necessarily clarify it as or say it's warm but it wasn't co that cold and the farmer's almanac for colorado is predicting a milder february so i'm wondering if both are mild if that applies it says, as the weather in October, so it will be in March. These seem kind of wacky and, I don't know, not that catchy, but I am interested to see how much of it is accurate in the coming months because a lot of them apply to, like, February or March. So I am very excited to see um, if these are accurate. I'm guessing they probably will be, although I do want to next month, like, I'm, I'm taking note of our November weather and you know when that one is released into the archives I'm definitely going to come back and look at the November sayings because I feel like those might also 
um, be accurate. So I'm just going to keep an eye on this farmer's almanac and see how much of it is right. Because it just is so fascinating to me that they um, have all of this documented and figured out and they're making these predictions and they tend to be pretty accurate. So that was kind of a short and sweet episode. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you learned a lot about the Farmer's Almanac. And let me know if you have any other topic ideas. I have a whole backlog of what I can do, but I always like to hear what you guys think or what topics you would like to hear. So go ahead and follow me on Abby Rancor on Instagram, or you can email me at abbyrancor at gmail.com. I would love to hear any topic ideas. So thank you all for listening this week. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you on Thursday for our Bible episode. Bye everyone.